0: everybody, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin in audio form down below, and we are here to talk about some WWE, because i watched more WWE this week than I have in uh, probably the last year or so. We had Money in the Bank on Sunday, and we had WWE Raw on Monday. Hope everyone's having a great day. Before we get into all that, Jesse, how you doing?
1: Doing alright, doing alright. Got a little diva here who just tried to kill her sister's, uh, what is it called, Hatchimal?
0: I don't know what that is. I, it's, it's a toy. If, if you have kids, you don't know what oh, A Hatchimal. Like a... is a little thing that pops out of, like, the ground.
1: Well, it's, it's like... Yeah. Well, it came out of an egg that you, like, rub and... I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but she's trying to uh, eat it, so... And she's kind of a little bit frustrated. She's sitting up, so... But other than that, doing good, doing good. Lots of wrestling this weekend. Lots and lots, so... And... Hopefully some great wrestling tonight as well with Dynamite. So other than that, I'm doing okay, doing okay. Rewatching old Mythbusters, I told you that. So living a little bit of nostalgia. R.I.P. Grant Imahara, that was so sad. Um, But yeah, so how are you?
0: I'm doing good. And yeah, there, there was a lot of good wrestling. We had uh, Impact anniversary over the weekend. Oh, uh, if anyone wants to watch a review of that, myself and Denise Salcedo did the post-show for Fightful that's over on the YouTube channel, uh, you know, Faithful <coughs> Fightful's YouTube channel. You, uh, y'all can watch that. Um, there is obviously Money in the Bank, which we're, we're going to talk about, Raw, and then uh, neither me nor Jesse watch NXT. I'll talk a little bit about why I, I didn't uh, bother watching NXT. And then, um, yeah, tonight, we won't talk about Dynamite tonight just because we have to talk about the this WWE stuff, but I will absolutely 100% be watching uh, AEW tonight. Uh, I am pumped up by... Ooh, yeah. Corey with a big super chat. Thank
1: you, thank Corey. Thank you, Corey. Thank you so much. I'll go ahead and read it off. It says, everyone, if you're old enough, <laughs> check out OnlyFans.com. Well, thank you, Corey. OnlyFans.com. It's my site. You want to go see it. Jesse, the almost superhero, love you. Oh, thank you, Corey. You're so sweet. Definitely not even close to almost a superhero. I'm just there, but I appreciate... The kind words and the gesture and the super chat, so thank you so much.
0: Yeah, very, very much appreciated, Corey. As always, uh, thanks for joining us today, man, and you know, thanks for all the support. We, we always. Yeah, man, it, our
1: man. our resident wrestling dictionary or encyclopedia
0: savant almost. Like, yeah. like the dudes calling out stuff from like. Like you the can mid-90s say, hey, where I'm like, whoa, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> like,
1: Yes, dude, we'll ser- we could say, hey, have blank and blank ever wrestled each other? And he can tell us, yes, they didn't ring our honor back in 2002. It's amazing.
0: Yes. Yeah, Corey's the man. So thank you, Corey. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about uh, some another almost a superhero uh, here shortly when we talk about yeah. these shows. Um, anyone else who's joined, thank you very much for uh, coming in here today. We appreciate it, um, and we'll probably be on here for about an hour or so today, um, yeah. so if, uh, if any of y'all have any uh, any thoughts on these shows, any predictions for AEW, anything MMA-related, anything that has to do with Impact Wrestling or any other company, um, this weekend we got two big GCW homecoming shows, uh, one of them headlined by Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage for the GCW Championship, so like, there's a lot of really good stuff going on this weekend. There's On Saturday, there's there's gcw they're finally uh, showing the mlw uh battle riot which happened like two weeks ago they're, they're showing that for free on youtube this weekend so
1: nice
0: um good stuff there then you got a uh, tj dillashaw and Corey sanhagen in the ufc number one contender fight at bantamweight uh saturday night so there's a lot of really good i'm gonna be i'm gonna, <coughs> I'm gonna have a lot of fun saturday night like i'm gonna have Yay. at least two or three screens going and uh and yeah that'll be fun but Yeah, I mean, is there anything you wanted to, like, talk about at all or or touch on? Even, like, AEW-related for tonight or anything before we, like, kind of jump into this um, Money in the Bank talk?
1: Not really. I don't think so. Um, Oh, Corey with another super chat really quick. Yay, Jay White and Impact Wrestling, too. Yes. And there is a big spoiler coming out, which we won't talk about because it's happening on Thursday. I did see it um, with a new Bullet Club member, which I love. I think it's a great decision. Um, but yes, I thought that was crazy. That was a great surprise at anniversary. I literally was about to like throw something at my TV when it cut off at <laughs> the end of the pay per view. But um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I think the Forbidden Door keeps getting broken in, and it, the 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 door frame is getting wider and wider. So I'm excited. <laughs>
0: Yes, hundred percent. And I, I know what you're talking about with the new Bullet Club member. Um, we're refrain, refrain from spoilers in the chat about yeah. that, y'all, if you don't mind. Um, but I will be giving the full spoilers on the weekend or on Sunday. So I, I I'll give it a second to kind of marinate. You know, people who want to find out will find out. And then uh, this Sunday on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, I will uh, I'll do a full run through of my thoughts on the spoilers from uh from the impacts uh tapings from this past week um so uh so thank you again cory for that and yeah it was great to see jay white and impact like he's um depending on who you ask he's like one of if not the most valuable guys that new japan has like as far as like what they like how much money they think like could draw in for a company like obviously you have like your okadas and your tanahashi's and your naito's and those kind of guys but like jay white is in that conversation with those dudes as far as like one of like the best in-ring guys they have one of the best characters they have and he's still pretty young like he's got a bright future ahead still so uh i think jay white coming over to impact wrestling is really cool and and it's pretty obvious at some point in the near future we're gonna get omega versus jay white and i'd imagine it'll happen in impact wrestling um so really good stuff really good stuff um, they have the history there, too, with Jay White beating Kenny for the uh, U.S. title uh, a few years ago.
1: That's so, right. I forgot.
0: Um, it says, don't be a, Jordan says, don't be a dick like the guy who uh, initially spoiled it. Now, I don't know who, the, who you're referring to, but, like, there's obviously, there's going to be, like, websites where it's their jobs to, like, put those spoilers up. You know what I mean, Jordan? So like, yeah. but-, but I
1: did see that someone, um uh, like a regular, I think a regular fan on Twitter had posted the picture that was going around on those sites.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, social media, it's just tough. If you go to these shows, tough. it's hard to avoid it. Like, I remember um, it was a big problem with the last season of Lucha Underground because somebody yeah. went to that show and, like, spoiled. You, you had to sign a non-disclosure to go to those shows. Like, you had to actually sign something saying you would not say anything uh, about what happened on the show. And then uh, someone did anyways. And mm. Pretty much ruined their entire season. Um, I've had to sign those a couple times myself for shows that I've gone to that people knew I was either like like with Fightful or like whatever for whatever reason. Like I've I've been pulled aside before at like small shows and, had mm-hmm. to sign something like hey don't talk about this until it actually comes out kind of stuff. Um,
1: I'm surprised they didn't make me sign one of those at the AEW taping when Brody Lee won the championship.
0: Yeah, I'm so Yeah, some it, they. It's it's funny cuz it's like one of those things where if I was a company, I probably would want to do that to like yeah. ensure, but it's also kind of like a pain in the ass also to like have to get everyone to do that. Yeah. And then you're just hoping that that no cuz that's the thing too is like
1: someone could randomly just guess.
0: Well, Ori, I mean, you could go to the show, you could sign the non-disclosure and then you could still go like it wouldn't te- legally speaking you'd be violating the the agreement, but like if you were to like if I wasn't at the show, for instance, and you went there and then you told me all the results, and then I went to Fightful and reported yeah. them, like, they wouldn't know. They would have no... I mean, people might know we know each other, but the point is, like, you know, it only takes a couple people separated from who went there to still just go out there and put all the results out there, and then you're not okay. really going to get... they are not going to know it was you, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. The, the NDA is kind of... Eh, yeah. hitting this. It's kind yeah. of just like a... It's it's a formal paper handshake, really.
0: Yes. One, Corey also mentions. I think journalists also try to seek them out. One hundred percent. I mean, Dave Meltzer, every I mean, every show that's taped, you can see him tweeting like, "Hey, this is the email address to send the spoilers to if you went to the show live and all this." stuff. I mean, it, it, it's it's one hundred percent part of the job for the wrestling journalists. But um, as a fan, like I would avoid all spoilers if I didn't like part of what I'm getting paid for on the Weekender is to give out spoilers if if we have them. So like I, the only reason I'm reading spoilers for any shows is because I have to read them into a microphone. So I'm going to wind up reading them anyways. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I can't, yeah. it's unavoidable for me, but like, um, if I wasn't in that position, I would, I'd be pissed off anytime I saw a spoiler. Cause it's like, but it's, we're also living in this age where like, I said this about MLW, and this is the last thing I'll say before we like jump into money in the bank here, but like for MLW, they had their their big, uh, I mean at, at this point of the year, their biggest show of the year for sure, Battle Riot, mm-hmm. and that was taped on like the tenth or something of this month, give or take the day, something around around that time. Um, it was probably it's probably the eleventh because that was a Sunday, uh, maybe the tenth because maybe the tenth because it was a Saturday. I can't remember. It was, it was like a week or so ago, and. The reason I bring this up is because we're living in this world now where, like, even if you don't want spoilers, but if you're on social media, like, you're still probably going to see spoilers. Like, somebody's going to put something online, and then it's going to wind up getting you shared and stuff. We're not living in this age. And then this also goes to uh, my point about Impact Wrestling. There's people who actually think that the, um, and there's been reports, too, by, like, credible sources saying that, like, Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary... They purposely went off air, like where it seemed like they had screwed up the timing.
1: Yeah, they. I think they did it on purpose.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's at least what they're saying. But, but my point with that is like people are like, well, yeah, it's a great idea because then it generates all this interest for people to watch on Thursday. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like,
1: no, it really, doesn't. There's interest. That will just tell us what happened. And
0: <laughs> exactly, like, like the if you're on the internet, you're gonna find out immediately what happened. And you don't want that kind of, like, I'm not a believer of like all publicity is good publicity. Like, I think that, you know, the negative press isn't, most of the time it isn't good at all. Like just because people are talking about you doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. So like, like back in like the '90s, I talked about this on the the post show with Denise. But back in the '90s, when like WCW would end on a Monday night, and it'd be like the NWO in the ring, and they're beating somebody down, and the show is about to go off the air, and then like Lex Luger or whoever they're feuding with starts walking down the entrance ramp, and the show goes off the air, and the commentators, and part of it's on the commentators too, to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe what we're seeing! Like you gotta tune in next week to see what happened." But the problem is like. That, those times are gone. Like, there's no mm-hmm. more waiting and anticipation to watch a sh- to to see a follow up because, like you just mentioned, it, the results are going to be on the internet immediately. So, like everyone's going to know what happened. You're there. There's already there's already interest there. Like Jay White showed up, Mickey James showed up, uh, Chelsea Green showed up. They put a, a peas drop for uh, Aiden English.
1: That's um
0: right. I mean, and I'm missing others. I mean, there was there was return after return after return, there's there's interest there already to tune in on Thursday. You don't want the negative press of like, but TNA is going to TNA. Like, you know, they screwed up right at the end of the show, just like they always do. It's like, why would you want that publicity? You wouldn't. So, uh, I just think it's a bad idea. If they, if they did do that on purpose, I think it was dumb. And especially because the commentary didn't translate it. The commentary got cut off. Like, they right. were trying to say something and it just cut to it black. It
1: felt panicked. Like, yes. it felt like, it did feel like it just got cut off. And if it was meant to do that, they did a damn good job, but it really did not feel like that was intentional.
0: Yeah. Like I said, even if it was intentional, like, I don't know why you would do that intentionally. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So. When the
1: people that are there are f- freaking live tweeting it anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. and clearly anyone who's watching is going to be following them. Cause impact impact isn't like WWE or even AEW, in the sense that they transcend social media, they're very much a social media-driven wrestling promotion at this point because they live stream on Twitch, their Twitter's really active. Like, there's a like, um, I would say I would bet that a majority of the Im- people who watch Impact are online uh-huh. at same time. And I maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like it's a very social media-driven company at this point. So for them to do like a spoiler like that or like a cliffhanger like that you've got to expect to be spoiled you know what i mean yeah 100% um
0: and you know the the one thing i think people could say is like well steven but you're talking about it like that that's the whole point and it's like but that's I'm only bringing it up because I just didn't think it made any sense. That's the only reason I'm bringing that, that yeah. part of it up. The rest of the show I thought was great. I, I gave the whole show overall like a seven point oh, eight out of 10, which is like a really high score for me for like a non-AW show. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Impact, good stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll be watching every Thursday anyway. If y'all want to uh, join us, uh, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I'm on there every Thursday with Joel Pearl, and uh, we usually have guests on there with us. Deshaun Turner with a super chat that says, "Peacock is as yo. Let's
1: <laughs> talk about that. Let's get into it. Oh, and then Corey, thank you for what you do, Stephen. Honestly, bro, much respect to you. Yes, Stephen, respect. And thank, thank you, you so much, Deshaun. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Deshaun. So yeah, that that's a good segue, Deshaun. Thank you. Um, we'll just we'll just slide right into, um, uh, Peacock programming. So we had WWE Money in the Bank. It was this Sunday." <clears throat> overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, the 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 resurgence or <laughs> the the uh, reemergence of fans uh, helps tremendously with these shows. Um, Jesse, I guess before we get into the match by match, like, what, how did you feel overall about the show? And I guess kind of the return of fans and kind of the energy of the show and all that stuff.
1: I had a lot of fun with the pay per view. I would say that. Um, some of the finishes, a majority of the finishes I thought were kind of questionable and didn't really like, or a few of them, I would say, but it didn't really, because it was such like a monumental show and because it was such a big deal that fans were back and just the passion that the crowd had. I really feel that that kind of suspended my like disdain for a little bit with those finishes. Um, and I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a really fun show. I thought that the wrestling was really good safe for like the women's money in the bank yep. uh i thought that was that could have used some love but uh i really thought like the the i mean we'll get into it more but i think the women's championship match the uh raw women's championship match really exceeded my expectations um the men's money in the lantern big was. we'll get into the peacock thing but didn't see most of it Um uh, but i got to see the most important part which was the end um <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a really fun show. Obviously the ending was a huge deal. Yeah. It was kinda of great. There was there's a lot of like buzzworthy moments on this show. And I had fun. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Questionable booking, yes, but I was able to let that go a little bit for this sole time.
0: <laughs> so it starts off with a pre-show match that I I don't think I caught much of the pre-show. But uh, we had the Usos defeating Mysterio, well, the the Usos over the Mysterios uh, to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Most of what I saw uh, as far as like the response to this was a lot of people obviously were like, what the hell, Uh, dude just got a DUI like last week and now he's being rewarded with the Tag Team titles. Um, did you kind of feel the same way or like I, I don't like I don't have too much of an opinion on it at this point because like it's just we talked about it a lot a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it's like y'all already know my opinion of like I'm not a supporting people who gotten drunk I mean, I'm not saying I'm not gonna support Jimmy Uso like forever because of it. I'm just saying like drunk driving is a is a terrible mistake and something people should not be doing and he has a history of doing it and like that does scare me and I don't like that. But yeah. but that all being said, like did you think this was a good match? Do you like the, like, let me put it this way. If the DUI thing had not happened, like, would you have any issue with this as far as, like, the Usos winning the titles and the match and all that stuff? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I, I, I know what you mean, and I, I would agree with that. I would say yes to that. I would say I definitely had, uh, personal problems aside, this result would have been great. This match was really good. There was a This Is Awesome chant in the middle of a pre-show match, which tells me that shouldn't have been on the pre-show. It was really, really, really good. I did appreciate. Um, well, obviously, we'll get into it, but in um, the final match of the night, there was a callback to this match, which was beautifully done. I love when that happens. Um, it was a really fun match, really hard-hitting match, really, 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 really good. Didn't really see anything wrong with it. It Was a perfect match to like open up the show. Basically, I know it's a pre-show, but it was basically an opener. You know, it first match in front of this full, sold-out crowd, full capacity pay-per-view it was really fun but i know and i know we've talked about it a lot and we've kind of gone over it and it's a really sensitive topic and i just want to preface it by saying i don't know like personally what's going on and privately so I, i don't want to speak too much on it but i do kind of have a problem with um the usos winning it winning the tag team championships after a dui arrest and the reason i have like a big deal problem with it more now so than i would have probably before Monday, was it Monday? Is because Roman Reigns freaking low-key mentioned joked it. Joked
0: about it, kind of, yeah. yeah.
1: He joked about it, so like it's in canon, I guess. It's like part, it's Fabe now, his DUI is kayfabe, which t- really rubs me the wrong way. Like I said, and I need to preface this with my personal experience with drunk driving, um, I've never obviously drunk driven or been a victim of a drunk driving accident, but someone that I know and am close to, drove drunk with an almost similar blood alcohol level to Jimmy Uso and killed his passenger and was in the ICU for three months and lost his, gra- his aunt and his father while he was in a coma and spent four years in prison. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's funny at all. I don't think it's something to be joking about at all. And I don't think it should be rewarded. Uh, but like I said, I don't know what the situation is behind the scenes and what's going on behind the scenes so um it does rub me the wrong way but the match itself if we're just gonna let go of that for a little bit was really fun
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean you pretty much all my thoughts i mean like i i don't it's just what it's just one of those things this is what it is like they're gonna incorporate yeah. it into the into the story somehow it seems like and i don't think that's a great idea but at the same time i mean like if i'm being fair about it i mean they've they've made stories out of people's I mean I say being fair, I, I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying the WWE has a history of similar things where, like, they've, they've you know... in WCW did, too. It isn't, like, exclusive to only the WWE. Like, there's been stories throughout history of, like, when Scott Hall was, like, a drunk on WCW when he actually had alcohol problems. Like, he was, like, a, like on-screen drunk but, like, was an actual alcoholic behind the scenes. Um, they had a, that that thing with Hawk Road Warrior Hawk where he did like the whole um like like suicide type thing off of the um off the Titan Tron and all that stuff and they obviously Jeff Hardy over the years has had his issues and they've incorporated that into storylines in the past and stuff and once like again I'm, recently I'm,
1: I'm, too. For the twenty twenty WrestleMania, I believe.
0: For uh for
1: Yeah, for, oh, yeah
0: probably. I mean like yeah, they seem to go back to that like fairly often with him. Um, in multiple companies, I mean, like he's had the redemption stories in impact mm-hmm. and impact and WWE multiple times, and the whole thing with like him and CM Punk, like the Straight Edge Society and all that, which is another reason why I think like this is completely off topic. But if CM Punk comes comes to AEW, like if he actually does sign with AEW to do anything like in the near future, I think he needs to come out, get that massive babyface pop in Chicago. And then, like, on Dynamite on Wednesday, he's got to turn heel hard and go after Hangman for being a drunk. Like, I think that would be... I think that would be the best story they could do with CM Punk. Like, this dude, like, going after a dude who's like glorifying being an alcoholic, basically, and he's straight edge, and I think it'd be awesome. But, um... But that said, that was the pre-show match, and, and it sounds... I mean, it seems like it was a good match. I just... I am a little... I mean, here's the thing, too, though, right? Like, storyline wise we talked about how the usos losing could could lead to something interesting because roman could keep bullying them because they're losers but at the same time there's also something in a story of like all of them winning championships too so like we'll see where the story goes but me and jesse can't make it clear enough like we're definitely not supporting like the dui situation at all um Kenny the bastard with a super chat. What's up, Kenny? Good
1: job, super chat at that since this is the next match we're going to be talking about.
0: <laughs> um, per, yeah, perfect timing.
1: Yes, thank you, Kenny. It says, by God, it's Jessie Davlin. She has the money <laughs> in the bank. Case, she's cashing in her contract. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that. I hope you had a fun Russell Rumble entry as well. Um, I was in the yeah. top 20. Wow, really? I didn't even place. <laughs> yeah Um, i did pretty good you did you were up there but um yeah um thank you so much for the super chat really appreciate it yeah i mean you know what honestly i don't think i could beat the luck that nikki ash had on her uh her victory here
0: yeah yeah let's talk about that so and thank you kenny for the super chat and what's up throwback to you in the chat as well um Yeah, I thought this match wasn't good. This this Money the Bank, uh, the Women's Money the Bank match. We had Nikki Ash winning the uh, the briefcase over Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. I mean, there's definitely talent in the match. I just don't think the match came off well. And I think it would have (coughs) been, I know they wouldn't do this, but I think it would be it would have been hilarious if right at the beginning of the match when uh. When Alexa was like trying to use her powers to just like take the briefcase, like right when the match started, if that would have worked, that would have been the funniest oh thing God, in the world. To I said
1: the same thing. <laughs>
0: that would have been the best. Just like five second long ladder match where she just teleports the the briefcase into her hand on like a string, you know what I mean? <laughs> just...
1: Yes. Yeah, me and my husband said the exact same thing. We said, "Wouldn't it be funny to like Jedi mind trick the suitcase down?" That was the end of the match. <laughs>
0: But uh, I know you already mentioned, like, you didn't think this match was too great either. I think that was the general consensus online. It just, for whatever reason, it just didn't mesh very well, and a lot of the spots were kind of botched. I just don't think it was a very good match. But uh, Nikki Ash won the title, and we'll talk about, you know, what came of that uh, in a little bit. But uh, kind of any other thoughts on uh, on this match and, uh, you know, Nikki winning and all that stuff? Um, well,
1: the, the baby clearly has a lot to say about that yeah uh, the
0: match sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was not good. I felt like there were too many like bold personalities in the match that were trying to shine through, and it just didn't work. You had like you had Alexa Bliss, like for one, they would not take the camera off of her during the beginning, like in everyone's entrance, it's like let's get let's get another shot of little Miss Bliss and the spooky ookie girl. Like standing there. I mean, she's great. She's a fantastic actress. Don't get me wrong. She does the gimmick perfectly, but it was like, we get it. We get it. She's standing there. Ooh. Oh my God. She's on the middle rope. How did she do that? Um, but it was, it felt like, you know, you had this story of like Liv Morgan who really wanted her redemption. You have Naomi, who's kind of like the one who really wants it. Who's been out there. You have Natalia and Tamina for some reason that are just kind of there. Um, the whole Alexa Bliss thing with the creepy, ooky, spooky magic. Um, who else was in the match? Well, I mean, Nikki Ash, obviously, and she pulled it off. But it, oh, it was Alina Vega, who just came back. It felt like, I don't know, it just it didn't feel right. It just was weird. And what made no sense to me was how somehow covering Alexa Bliss in a bunch of ladders was able to like defeat her magic and keep her from being able to grab the briefcase like somehow a bunch of ladders is the way to stop ooky spooky magic like it, it makes no sense to me i honestly think it would have been better because her and nikki cross have a history together as a team that there was like some like Still a little bit of the old Alexa Bliss left, like, she's not completely hypnotized by, I don't know, The Fiend, I guess, anymore like so she still has an ounce of sympathy in her for nikki cross and that's why she let her win i think that would have been better than just covering her in ladders uh but what do i know so yeah i mean it was fine congrats to nikki yeah. ash i'm just shocked they're just going all the way in with the gimmick so quickly
0: yeah deshawn mentioned also in the chat that she almost ate it off she did like the the crossbody off the ladder into the ring but like almost didn't make it into the ring like that, that was almost really bad yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the Corey with another super chat. Thank you very much, Corey. He says, take care, Jesse, Steven, Savannah, and everyone. I will talk later on. Only fans, baby, Jesse. Have fun, everyone. Uh, good night. Thank you for joining us, Corey. We really do appreciate you so it. Much, Corey. Um, yeah, we can move on from that match. We'll talk about Nikki again here in just a minute. We're not going to do, like, a full-on review of Raw, I don't think, but, like, there we'll talk about the bigger <laughs> things that happen. Um... After that, we had AJ Styles and Omos retaining the Raw Tag Team Championships over the Viking Raiders. Um, I mean, I I definitely like what they're doing with AJ and Omos. I've talked about that a lot. The little bit of WWE I've watched over, over this last year. Um, and I love knowing that Kevin Nash is, like, helping Omos. Like, that makes all the sense in the world. Like, he's one of the best big man wrestlers there's ever been as far as, like, getting over and staying over and, like, working kind of that slower style
1: he's helping him
0: yeah and nash uh said he'd been going to the pc to help omos that's
1: awesome
0: um and now with the virus like kind of slowing down or things getting back to normal and all i think that he'll uh he'll be helping him a lot going forward oh. which i mean makes total you uh, know once again i've said it a trillion times i mean aj styles and omos is the modern day sean michaels and diesel and like you have access to both Shawn michaels and diesel and the current day sean michaels is basically aj styles so it's like everyone that you would want to make this the best it could possibly be are all right there like you have sean michaels at the pc you have kevin nash going to the pc you have nash helping omos you have aj helping omos you have sean helping everybody and he was the original guy helping diesel when they did all of this together years ago so it's like it's, it all makes sense. Viking Raiders are solid, but I just don't think anybody expected them to beat AJ and Omos, and they continue to make Omos look completely unbeatable, which is, like, the whole point. I don't think the guy's taken one bump yet since being on the show, and that's a good thing. Like, he should be super protected, in my opinion. So, um, how did you feel about AJ and Omos retaining the tag team titles?
1: The certified right move, if I say so myself. I really do enjoy the way they work together. I thought it was a lot of fun. There's some really cool spots in this match. I think AJ and Amos are really, really good together. And now that I know that, like, Kevin, I was wondering why everyone kept mentioning Kevin Nash. I'm like, what? But now it makes sense. Uh, I I thought it was fun. I thought it was a really good match. It's the right choice uh, to retain the championships. And, um, yeah, I don't really have much other to say other than that. It was really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the future. I mean, I with those guys, I hope they slow burn this whole thing. Yeah. The one thing that's the one thing that's very questionable to me though is like, and I, I actually heard Brian Alvarez talking about this the other day too, and I was like, thank you for saying this because I thought it was going crazy. Like AJ and Omos are clearly baby faces. Like the crowd <laughs> cheers for them. It's the big man, little man, traditional type of of uh, tag team that would normally always be baby faces. Like. I, I, it makes no sense why they're bad guys. I don't. I don't get that. But
1: I don't get that either. They're awesome together. So
0: yeah. So, anyways, but yeah. I mean, outside of just the confusion with that kind of stuff, I thought this was all fine. Um, after <laughs> that, we had Bobby Lashley retaining the WWE Championship over Kofi Kingston in a squash match. Just beat the hell out of him. Got him to submit to the. Well, I guess he technically passed out, but put him in the hurt lock. Uh, what did you think about this with Lashley retaining and, and basically just squashing Kofi?
1: Um, It kind of makes sense a little bit because Bobby Lashley, um, obviously, spoiler, is going to be facing Goldberg. Uh, but at the expense of Kofi Kingston, I don't like it. Um, I just really like Kofi Kingston. I thought it would have been fun for him to win, but obviously they're clearly booking Bobby Lashley is this unbeatable, absolute force to be reckoned with. And I'm I'm glad they haven't, like, fully split him in MVP up. I'm glad it's just, like, tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this was definitely a shocker for me. But, hey, I mean, regardless, I guess the, the uh, result would have been the same. So, um, I mean, poor Kofi. But, I mean, you've got – if you're looking at, like, the New Day – you know, you've got Biggie that won the money in the bank, so I guess it kind of cancels right. it out. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really didn't have a problem with it. Like, I, I, I'm fine with them making Lashley as like, beatab- as, like, unbeatable as possible, but, I mean, Kofi, it just sucks that it was Kofi specifically yeah. because we saw what happened with his, you know, he had a great title run, but then the way it got ended by Brock, that's all anyone really seems to talk about, and then, this so like i do feel for kofi but like if it was pretty much anyone else like i would have no problem at all with like bobby disquashing squashing somebody because like you mentioned i mean it's all the setup it's all the setup goldberg um so might as well since we're not going to do like a thing like or like a raw like i'll we'll go back to nikki ash here in a second but like since you brought it up we might we might as well just it, it makes more sense just to bring this up now so so yeah they're gonna do goldberg versus lashley On a scale of like 1 to 10, how excited are you to see Goldberg vs. Lashley in 2021? Uh, Zero. Zero, yeah.
1: I don't care. And And I hate the argument that people make about AEW fans being excited about Sting but mad about Goldberg. Number one, I don't know why we're mentioning AEW. This has nothing to do with AEW. Stop making that argument because it automatically invalidates your argument about wwe which is the company we should be discussing number two sting didn't just show up and say and go up to kenny omega and say i'm next i want that i'm the number one contender i just show up when i want to sting is literally helping darby allen and like getting him over and i mean he doesn't really need the help but he's like almost like a coach you know what i mean if goldberg was coming in and saying like i don't know maybe helping big e you know be like super intimidating. I would love it. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. obviously it wouldn't work because Goldberg's dynamic but I'm not excited for it. I'm not excited for it but it makes sense if you watch the new day podcast where Big E said the only match that he wants is against Goldberg and he's been saying that he's like I'm not a long match guy I'm not a a, a spot fest wrestler. He's like big meaty men slapping meat. he wants Goldberg. So, I mean, I guess the seeds have been planted for his dream match. But still, Goldberg, he goes in, he gives himself a concussion. He does, like, a few moves, and that's it. And that's always been what he's done. And it was cool when he was, like, a lot younger, like we discussed last week. It was cool then. But now he's, like, not even there. He's not even doing anything. He's not involved in anything. He just shows up, inhales some smoke. Blows it out, makes it look cool, walks in the ring, and says, I'm next, in his face, and then, like, goes away. It's like, okay. Okay, what about, like, the tons of other people that deserve a spot, but whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, basically, like, so, from my perspective, right, like, I grew up in Atlanta, I... I Jewish, like, Goldberg checks every box for, like, being, like, my hero as a kid, right? Like, I mean, like, it was literally, up to that point in my life, every, like, Jewish character I had seen was, like, very, like, stereotypical Jew, or, like, they were, like, a lawyer on a show, or, like, you know what I mean? It was, like, it wasn't, like, there were very few, like, big, badass Jewish dudes, like, for me to look up to as a kid, like, especially in wrestling. Like, we had, I had Barry Horowitz was, like, the, the resident Jewish wrestler, and he was a total jobber. Like, you know, there are other Jewish people that I found out were Jewish later on. Like, I think Raven is and stuff. So they're like, But it was one of those things where Goldberg, it's like, that's a, that's a Jewish name, right? Goldberg. I mean, it was like, this dude was like a hero for, for some, someone like me. And once again, being in Atlanta, and him, you know, being a former Falcons player, and like, you know, this is also the era where like I'm super into baseball and like Mark McGuire and Goldberg are hanging out like during like the home run race and yeah.
1: Goldberg's got
0: the big monster truck, the big gravedigger monster truck and all this and like I'm and I'm and WCW is my company. I mean like I lifelong diehard WCW fan to this day. Like if someone wants to watch WCW right now, I'll watch it with them. Like I love that company. I always will. But I don't want to see Goldberg anymore. And like that like if I don't want to see this guy anymore I can only imagine what it feels like for people who never liked him. Like I, I don't know who that. I don't know who this, who this is for at this point. Like, they
1: genuinely believe that Goldberg's going to be like a ticket mover. And honestly, you know what? Like, I'm sure he doesn't. At this, in the grand scheme of things, like the fan reaction doesn't really matter that much because at the end of the day, he's making so much money that he could just laugh in our faces. But I don't think like it's fair for him. So, like, and I'm sure, like I said, he doesn't care. But it's like, come on, man. You're, you're setting him up to be, like, just boot out the building, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Kogan mentioned Randy Savage was Jewish. I believe he was actually as well. Um, But, but yeah, it, it, he's going to get booed 100%. he's going to get cheered over him. And, you know, the last time we saw Goldberg, he got beat clean by Drew McIntyre. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how that makes you number one contender for anything coming off a loss like that. And then, especially if you're losing to the dude who kept losing to the champion recently. And right. then, um, and then there was one other thing with, uh, I was going to mention that you brought up, um, what was it? Just had it, just lost it. But, yeah, there was something else I was going to bring up with the, uh, with the match and the booking of this, um, and it probably didn't matter too much, to be honest, but, yeah, who knows? Who knows what we'll get out of all this? Um, yeah, I I don't know. If I, if I think of what I was going to say, I'll, I'll bring it back up. But it just... I just don't know who this is for. Like, I mean, we just... I don't really want to see it anymore. I don't think the current day fans want to see it. And, and it's really an overall bigger problem that we don't have to get super into. But, like, when it comes to all these returns and stuff, at the end of the day, the reason they're doing this is because and it's it's amazing to even say this, but it's the truth. Like Bill Goldberg is still a bigger star and a bigger, more recognizable name than anybody that the WWE it's, has on a regular basis.
1: And that's the conundrum, isn't it? That's kind of the.
0: That's why on Raw they just—I mean—it was just return after return after return. It's basically just admitting to your fans like we cannot build anybody to this level anymore, and like this is. If you want to see real stars they come around a couple times a year but the rest of the time it's just this, this roster of you know not not actual stars you know it's, Yeah it's,
1: it is kind of a disservice to the the main roster
0: And and the, and the thing I was going to say now that I'm remembering is like the Sting comparison was, yeah. there's so many differences between Goldberg and Sting like Sting was Sting was always, like, a great wrestler, like, in the ring, or at least objectively speaking, he was much better than Goldberg. Like, I think everyone would admit that. And then, like you mentioned, it's not like the guy's going after the world title. It, he's, it's a different thing. And it, what he's doing, too, is, like, a redemption type of thing. Like, WWE didn't know what to do. They kind of screwed him over. And then, like, he's having a second chance at, like, ending his career yeah. the right way. Goldberg had the perfect ending at WrestleMania 33, and now he's just lingering around, and it just hasn't been good. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I once again, biggest WCW fan of all time, right here. Loved Goldberg. Loved him. If I met the guy in today, like, right now, I'd mark out. Like, I very rarely, like, mark out when I meet someone in person. I'd mark out to meet Bill Goldberg, still to this day. But, yeah. like, seeing him on my screen right now, I don't really care to watch him wrestle anymore, you know?
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: The next match, though, this was awesome. We had Charlotte Flair win the WWE Raw Women's Championship over Rhea Ripley. Got the win with the figure eight. Love this match. Charlotte's queen. Uh, they ran it back on Monday again, but it was really more so to set up Nikki Ash uh, winning the title. So we'll we'll, we'll put all this together. So this match itself, what did you think about Charlotte winning and just, you know, this match in general? And then how do you feel about on Monday how we had the rematch, but it set up Nikki, almost a superhero, um, coming out, cashing in Money in the Bank, and winning the championship on Raw?
1: This match was such a testament to both of these women's talents and abilities because this match started out pretty slow. This match started out kind of meh. This match started out kind of stale. We had the crowd chanting, we want Becky, for a lot of this. And then obviously Charlotte gave the whole crowd the finger, which was great. And the match really picked up and just went nonstop. This match was so fun that by the end of it, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. And to flip a crowd like that, especially a really hot crowd, who really, it it was all about the fans this time, let's just be real, is really absolutely incredible. I think this was my favorite match of the night by far I really enjoyed it it made sense that Charlotte was going to win why the hell would you have her challenge for it 15 times to not to keep losing Uh, it made sense kind of sucks for Rhea Ripley but I think she'll be okay Um, and then obviously it set up Nikki Ash on Monday cashing in which was interesting because there was it was a DQ finish which was just crap but then obviously they kind of redeem that with the cash in but regarding this match on the pay-per-view i thought it was great charlotte like you said is the queen the woman puts on an incredible match shout out to rhea ripley who was who drastically has improved with charlotte since the like since they started feuding like their first match was meh they had some really really bad misses on raw and this match was just hit after hit after hit, and I really really enjoyed it. I thought they both did a great job. I think Rhea Ripley still looks pretty good at the end of this one. Uh, it was her best match on the main roster, and um, I had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. This was really good. Uh, for my money, I think Charlotte's the best uh, overall female that WWE has. Now, I, I understand the argument for others. Like, I know like. I'm not going to like argue against like Sasha and Becky and Bailey and like uh, even like Oscar or even you know some people will say like Io Shirai and stuff like I mean they they got a lot of great women's talent at the WWE. they, they uh, overall they have the best the best collection of women's talent amongst their four brands of any company yeah. easily in my opinion. But to me Charlotte stands above all of them. Um she I think I love her athleticism, I love her bloodline being a part like carrying on the Flair legacy and I love that she's always a perennial threat to the championship. Like, no matter, at any point, she could always win the title. She's always a threat to that championship, and it, and it keeps her credible at all times. So, um, and, and she's very, very good in the ring. Like, th- those moonsaults she hits are beautiful. Like, I mean, she's she, she's very, very, very impressive, in my opinion. Rhea, I think, is very good as well, but, like, I think Charlotte just kind of is just on a different level than than almost anybody if i'm being honest um so i like seeing her win the championship and then the next night i mean that's fine nikki almost a superhero like congratulations i i mean i i don't have anything against nikki i just you know i'm not going to be watching raw weekly you know what i mean so like i watched it this past week just to see like kind of the fallout from money in the bank and see kind of and i figured there was going to be a bunch of surprises and stuff but like i will not be watching again this monday so like I, I won't be around to see the Nikki Ash title run unless she keeps the title through a pay-per-view because I'll, I'll watch, you know, SummerSlam. But, like, um, but, yeah, I mean, I I know there's a lot of fans that are very happy to see Nikki uh, succeed. So, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I and once again, nothing against her. It's just, I mean, if it's up to me, I, Charlotte would still be the champion. But, I, you know, Money in the Bank cash-in, no story either. I'm sure there was fans that were probably, like, Oh, so we don't even get like a Nikki story with the briefcase. It's just, that's it. And then she'll probably just lose it in a couple weeks. And we'll just kind of forget it ever even happened probably. So yeah, (laughs) after that, we had big E defeating Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, and Rollins to win the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Unfortunately, I had a lot of peacock issues during this one, and I really couldn't see much of it. Um, so um, from what I saw, it looked pretty good, and I think that Big E winning was the right call. It seems like everybody agrees there. like Everyone wanted it, and they WB gave it to us. Uh, so how do you feel about the match itself and Big E being Mr. Money in the Bank, and who do you think he cashes in on ultimately?
1: Yeah, I... This, like, obviously, I think the majority, I think pretty much literally everybody who has Peacock was having issues here, which is a freaking huge problem, not only for WWE, but for NBC, because the Olympics are coming up, like, what, Friday? I think they even start today. Um, So you're going to be having a lot of issues, Peacock, if that's, like, what you're going to be doing. It was absolutely unacceptable for a bajillion-dollar company like that to be running a crappy-ass streaming service like that. They And apparently they went to the international feed because the Peacock feed was the one that was bad. So they went to the international feed on Peacock. And that's why we all have to restart. Mm. Which is just atrocious and really dumb. And they really need to fix that. So like, like you, I didn't get to see anybody's entrance. I didn't get to see half the match. I came in on like a table being broken, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, from what I saw... Really enjoyed it. Lots of fun. All these guys were great together. Um, I was pretty pissed off at Peacock the entire time, so I was really only catching the end. So when Biggie brought down the briefcase, that, that was the best moment. That was probably like the most wholesome moment for me on the show. I really was happy with that. That definitely made my night. That was definitely the right choice. Really excited to see him kind of get... You know, he helped Dolph Ziggler when Dolph Ziggler cashed in, and now, now he gets his turn with the briefcase. So I hope he gets the same monstrous pop that Dolph Ziggler got when he cashed in against somebody.
0: Cashed in against, uh, he wanted to he, over Del Rio, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, right.
1: somebody. Somebody who is irrelevant. And yeah, so I am just really ha- happy to see where this, why are you trying to bite me? Um, really happy to see where this goes. I'm really excited for Biggie. he deserves it champa bay he's from champa bay there you go Mm -hmm. yeah i forgot about
0: ziggler having that with him like it was him and aj lee were like a little group there for a little while um with with ziggler biggie and aj um yeah i mean i'm i'm happy to see biggie get get the briefcase i'm just as happy as anyone else about it um george hook (laughs) interesting comment he mentioned that um no, none of them match Britt Baker. I'm assuming you're talking about the women that I was talking about. I was talking specifically WWE. I'm obviously a huge Britt Baker fan. I love AEW. Um, but he says a WWE fan who want who won't watch Raw. That mentality fascinates me. My thing is this: like, I watch a lot of wrestling a week, a lot. Like, yeah. uh, name the company, I probably watch it. And name the company, and it's probably better than Raw. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, if I'm gonna why I'm already watching a lot of wrestling. And for me to sit down and watch another three hours of a show that's been consistently bad for years, that's why I don't watch Raw. It isn't that I don't want to watch wrestling. As a matter of fact, I tend to watch AEW Elevation on Mondays instead of Raw. So, like, yeah, it's just, that's just where I'm at with it. Um, he also says Peacock is a prime example of what WWE thinks about its fans. It's a money grab. It's all a money grab. They don't, they don't care about you. Well, it depends on what age you are. They care about you if you're a child or a child's parent. But they don't. If you're me, they don't care. Like we're the ones actually like paying ten dollars a month for Peacock, and they don't care at all what they're what they're giving us. They already have our money. Um, after that, we had Roman Reigns retaining the WWE Universal Championship over Edge. I thought this match was really really good. Um, went over a half hour long. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, Roman's the man. I, for the, the only positive I could really say about... I shouldn't say only, but one of the main positives that comes to mind when I think about the WWE over the last year or so... I mean, I will not say one bad thing about Roman Reigns in this story and this push. Like, I love him as the head of the table, the tribal chief. He's having good matches. He's telling good stories. He's a great heel. I love Heyman with him. I love the whole Bloodline stable. Like, it, this is all good stuff. Um, Edge, you know... One of my favorite all time wrestlers, especially in like the early two thousands, like when he was feuding with Cena and Jeff Hardy and that kind of stuff. Like I was, uh, I was very, very, very big into Edge. I still got like rated R Superstar merchandise around here somewhere um, from back in the day. I loved his feud with Mick Foley. I think it was WrestleMania twenty one or twenty two when they had the street fight, which was like one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever. Love Edge. So like I, I loved everything about all this. Thought it was great. And then after the match, we had the return of John Cena. To set up Roman Reigns versus John Cena at SummerSlam, which kind of goes back to my point of same thing with Goldberg and some of these others. Like now, granted, Cena gets the biggest pop of anybody on the whole show by far. Like by far, he's definitely the biggest star that, that's available right now for them. Um, but that's just kind of part of the problem. Is like there's Roman's the closest thing they have to to Cena at the moment, and it's like a it's like Cena it's big
1: block off yeah. yeah. It's, like, Cena,
0: and then, like, a few levels, and then Roman, and then, like, a few levels, and, like, the rest of the roster. It's, like, um, but, uh, but, yeah, anyways, what do you think about the main event with, uh, with Roman retaining the title over Edge, and then, of course, your thoughts on the return of John Cena? Uh,
1: forgive the baby if she's whining. I think she needs a diaper change, but I thought this match was really, 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 really good. Hey, come here um like i said earlier in the uh pre-show match there was like a callback i and i you know what this was a very like the formula of this match and this is probably this maybe just like way off but i felt like the formula of this match was very aew like there was it was fast paced it was a lot of fun there were some fantastic near falls it was it felt very fast and then you had like the added element of the uh the support systems for each respective wrestler come out and try to defend them, but it didn't work.
0: Right, you're um, alluding to that with the Mysterios and the yeah, Usos earlier in the
1: Mysterio, show. Yeah, Usos coming out. I it felt very AEW to me, but it really worked, and I really think that Edge and Roman Reigns brought the best in each other. It was like spear versus spear. They did a lot. Edge needs to be careful with the damn neck. There were a couple times there where I was like, "Oh my god," but um. All in all, this was fantastic. This was a super fun main event, um, and I think I think we both talked about it, uh, where we I, I think I don't know I'm pretty sure we did where we both said we're, we're we know Roman Reigns is going to win, but it would be really cool if WWE made me think for just a moment yeah. that Edge could win, and there were quite a few times where I thought that that could happen. So um, it was really 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 fun, and obviously then you have the big 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 newsworthy the big headline maker with John Cena coming back at the end to a freaking thunderous pop not one boo in the house uh, it was incredible uh, really closed the show on a fun note was a really was the right choice to have Roman w- Reigns win uh, have Cena return that's really cool too so uh, yeah I thought this was really really fun I really 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 enjoyed this match
0: Yes. I'm gonna let you do your thing on your end. Um, with, uh, yeah, I thought this match was great. Uh, like, like you mentioned. And then, uh, just to kind of wrap up here before we get out of here, uh, you know, we had, I'm gonna let Jesse, I know she's a little busy on her side. So I'm looking at the chat as well right now. Hogan says controversial opinion. This main event quite work for me. That's personal opinion, man. Nothing wrong with that. If, if this wasn't your jam, um, for WWE, I think it's about as good as, as you're going to get, um, But then you have some stuff that I really want to see y'all's thoughts of about in the chat on this. So on Monday, I I don't have the whole thing pulled up, but, you know, obviously John Cena came out and kicked the show off, and that was, you know, the place went nuts for him, which, as they should, like, John Cena, I will always be a fan of John Cena. Like, I was super critical of him in the early 2000s, because I was a giant Smart Mark Wrestling Dirt Sheet fan, Um, but... Once Cena did kind of his like U.S. Championship Open Challenge era, I really yeah. turned the corner on him. Yeah, like yeah. like I really became a big fan, and ever since then I've had nothing but respect. And I and I always respected him as a person. Like you'll never hear me say a bad word about John Cena. This
1: this dude. Who's,
0: yeah, this dude who's granted more make a wishes than anyone in history. I mean, like, I, I mean. And the guy, the guy literally gave his life to us for years. I, he was the only time that guy was sleeping for years was on airplanes, and that was when he wasn't like learning Mandarin like on flights. I mean, like this dude just nonstop going, 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 going um, and doing it for the fans, doing it for the kids. I mean, love John Cena. So it's good to see him back. Um, you know, he got a huge, massive pop. Um, they did that thing with, like, him and Riddle kind of, like, handing it off a- afterwards, which was really awkward, but, uh, that just is what it is. Um, you can tell the WWE is obviously very, very high on Riddle, because they're, they're definitely using him a lot now. Um, and then you had, I'm, I'm, I'm building towards the big thing I want to talk about. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. We had Keith Lee, um, he came back and lost Lashley in, like, five minutes clean, um, see what happens there going for that wasn't really the return i think most people expected
1: um yeah that to... was well i mean are we talking about carrying cross yet? that's what i'm
0: building towards i'm trying to think mm-hmm. if there's anything else um so there was cena there was there was keith there was the superhero cash in which we've already talked about Let me know in the chat, y'all. Is there anyone else we're missing outside of carrying Cross? Because that's the big thing I wanted to talk about before we got out of here.
1: Quickly, did you see what just dropped on Fightful Select? We talked to him earlier about a CM Punk.
0: Mm, Okay, I'm going to look right now. Let's see. Fightful Select. Okay. I'm going to try to make sure I don't accidentally pull this up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um Yep. Let's <laughs> fucking so go. <laughs> so the thing with CM Punk is, like, I've been saying for years, like, I don't really care that much if he comes back. His UFC run was so terrible like, which is all true, like, he was the worst UFC fighter in history, but, like, we're at a point right now where it's, like, all-outs back in Chicago, like, AEW's got all the momentum in the world, fans are back, like, if there's a chance we get a- we get CM Punk back in AEW, there's obviously, it's all just speculation, and, and who knows what'll actually happen, but if there's any chance of, uh, I don't think we see CM Punk in WWE again, let's put it that way, like, if he's gonna wrestle anywhere, I think it'll be in AEW.
1: Bro, are you kidding me? What do you think about um, Brian Danielson? What do you think?
0: I think yeah, there's a damn good chance he goes to AEW too. Really? Um, yeah, I think I think there's a chance we get Daniel Bryan or Brian yeah. Danielson maybe as early as tonight potentially, and I think we get CM. Wow, Punk, really? Yeah, and I think That's... we get CM Punk it all out.
1: Wow, yeah, that would be the one, wouldn't
0: it? Um, and the thing with Danielson also is like Tony Khan will buy the rights to Final Countdown and like the whole deal. Yeah. Like it'll be like. And that, that's part of it too, is you know the speculation is even higher now that that Brian could be coming over because apparently there was like reports about like the the next uh, year or so of all like the licensing stuff. The WWE always renews for people. Apparently, yeah. Daniel Bryan's not on like the merchandise list or like the he's not on any like the video. Like I, I think like all their merchandising stuff, Daniel Bryan is not on there. I don't think he's on the website at the moment, and they haven't been mentioning him. And so it's like, I mean. All signs are pointed to him being an actual free agent right now and um, he has the two paths you can go down. I've talked about it before. He can take the cushy, lifelong, always gonna be a WWE guy and get paid good money, or he can look at it as I've already made all the money I need to make and is still gonna pay me a lot and I can have all my creative freedoms back and I can have all these dream matches, wrestle all these guys who grew up wanting to that all these guys who idolized me growing up or over there in AEW that wanna wrestle me get my theme song back at the American dragon gimmick back, like yeah. and, and end your career as a professional wrestler and not a sports entertainer. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, that's all, that's all really exciting stuff. Um, and the speculation this time of year, always with CM Punk, right. He is all out in Chicago. It's going to happen every year where people are going to be like, can he be coming in? But now it just seems like just the perfect time. Um, and enough time has also passed since his last ass whooping in the UFC. So it's like, I think people might kind of not bring that up so much now as it, and not as much as they would have, if he would have showed up like right after getting his ass kicked, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. I, and so I guess I can't think of anything else from Ross. So I'll talk about it now. Karrion Cross. All right. So yeah. <laughs> this dude on NXT, completely unbeatable. Like beating multiple people in matches, um, unstoppable, two-time champion. Only time he the only reason he didn't have the title at one point was because he had to vacate because of injury. Beating everybody, he's beating like Finn Balor and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano and you name top top wrestler whoever in NXT, Karrion Cross has beat them, and not only in singles matches, he's beating them in multi-man matches as well. And then he comes to Raw, and full disclosure I love Jeff Hardy like Jeff Hardy's one of my favorite wrestlers ever like I am all I'm, I'm a big Hardy Hardy supporter especially when it comes to Jeff like he's had his issues and his problems absolutely but I also sympathize with him quite a bit because like they lost their their mother young also to uh, to cancer and like they've gone through a lot They're, them as a family went through a lot of the same stuff like my own family went through like when we lost when I lost my mother young to cancer and stuff so like I have a lot of parallels with Jeff Um, We're both older brothers, you know, or sorry, he's a younger brother, but we both have brothers that we're both very close with um, and stuff like that. And um, like my brother got into a lot of the stuff that he's into because I was into it. Same with Jeff. Like Jeff got into a lot of stuff because Matt was into it. It's the same reason I'm such a big fan of like the Diaz brothers, same kind of reasons, like the bond they have. I see a lot of parallels between my life and their lives in certain ways and stuff. Um, But Jeff Hardy, like from what I understand, because I have been watching the show, apparently jeff hardy's just been like jobbing out to people for months and like yeah. and then he just beats your a completely unbeatable champion and he wears the nxt title to the ring and everything and it's like i mean if you're if i'm carrying cross i'm like what the hell did y'all just do to me like i would not be happy about this at all um, what were your thoughts about it what were your husband's thoughts about it
1: well my husband was pissed for one he was like unbelievable and you know then he walks away and he just like went to bed uh, but for one, you know, the writing was on the wall huh, as soon as he came out without Scarlett, And he's just like walking to the ring. There's no smoke. There's no black and white. There's no like, there's no oomph to his entrance. Because honestly, to me, Karrion Cross is a glorified entrance. To me, sorry, that's just my opinion.
0: No, I, see, I know what you mean, though. He's not particularly um, great in the ring or anything
1: no he's i mean he's powerful but he's just there
0: well but in comparison because here's the thing i know I, like this last thing i'll say about then i want you just okay. full thoughts but like the 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 thing i think a lot of people myself included figured like vince would see carrying cross and be like oh this is my type of dude like this guy's big he's strong you just mentioned he's strong and you know all that stuff but in comparison to, like, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and Goldberg and McIntyre, like, those guys all look way bigger and stronger than Karrion Cross does. So, like, he's kind of more of an average-type dude on the main roster when you really think about it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm shocked because you, you make a very good point there that Karen Cross seems like a Ventus Man type of guy. Like you look at him and he has main roster champion written all over. He really, honestly, let's be real, doesn't really fit in NXT. He really right. doesn't. I agree. He's not. He's, not ath- he's athletic. I, don't get me wrong. He's not like a high flyer. He doesn't do these like, you know, flippy, floppy moves. He's very like meticulous and big guy wrestling. He's not. He's not your typical NXT guy, which is why it's shocking that he's still on NXT. But he had, it felt like a walk of shame when he was walking out with his entrance. Yeah. Was so, like, fell flat. Nobody cared. Nobody cheered. Nobody booed. No, Everyone was just apathetic. He walks out there, has a match with Jeff Hardy, who everyone's really excited because he got his old theme back. And, you know, he gets rolled up on a schoolboy. Right? Was it a schoolboy?
0: It was like a powerbomb in the corner and Hardy kind of, like...
1: Oh, it was a roll-up.
0: Uh, kind of, yeah. He, like, stacked him, yeah.
1: He stacked him, okay, yeah. It was just, like, I wasn't even really paying attention because I thought I knew the result, and then all of a sudden I see Jeff Hardy, like, celebrating. And then you have Karrion Cross in the ring after this loss, trying, poor guy is just trying to cut this promo, like, you made the biggest mistake of your life, you know, fall and pray, and the crowd is just, like, low-key, like, laughing. Yeah. That just killed it. Like, he tried to cut this promo, like, you made a mistake and you're going to regret this, but it just did not work. And it just, to me personally, made NXT just look foolish. Just foolish. And then combined with that, you have Charlotte, who all of a sudden has two of her championships, which happened to be the NXT championships taken away, so allegedly, supposedly like did you hear about that
0: well like they're not counting them towards like her they're not counting
1: or... yeah because apparently nxt doesn't count
0: and i wouldn't count them either if i'm being honest but, I, but yeah but yeah i know what you mean <laughs> because they're just... counting the divas title still but
1: yeah that's true <laughs> but uh it felt like a joke but i mean then there's another and then i did see um a counterpoint to that on twitter that said you know had jeff hardy lost people would be like man jeff hardy all he does is job people out i say that he was putting over a young an and up and coming wrestler it's it's a story of a veteran putting over an up and coming wrestler not getting jobbed out in this case you know but yeah, this was atrocious i had a huge problem with this this was one of those thi- this was one of the questionable booking decisions like this raw if it didn't have the fans would have totally been like ass other than the cash in like and and the uh the cena promo at the beginning like the opening and the close like the front and the 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 two the two ends of the the book the front end and the back end were really good but all the fluff in between was just blah it was just a nut raw to me yeah well,
0: and all those surprises wouldn't have happened if there wasn't fans you know what i mean like so it's like they're just leaning on so much of it being like the big pop that like the big returning superstar is going to get from the crowd. But that's going to, that's a very, very short term fix and just creates an even bigger long term problem. Like, so, like, okay, so the ratings might pop like a couple weeks, maybe. Uh, people will talk about the WWE for a couple weeks, maybe. But at, at, at if SummerSlam comes and goes, and, and granted, like, you have some cool stories, right? Like, the Cena and Roman thing, like, Cena's going for a championship number 17, which is the record-breaking one. So, like, there's the chance he might actually get that um, and stuff like that. But come SummerSlam, I'm assuming the night after SummerSlam, no more Cena, no more Goldberg, you know, no more um, a lot of this stuff. Um, and it's going to be back on them to try to create create something that people actually care about watching uh deandre mentions in the chat um a source said that uh vince said it was a message to nxt um now so i'll be totally transparent with that like i don't think vince cares at all about what's going on in nxt i don't think he cares about that company whatsoever um which is what to which is to deandre's point but the the funny thing about it deandre is I'd actually watched NXT for the last, like, two or three weeks, uh, pretty much since they said, like, the Diamond Mine was coming in, and I just wanted to kind of see what that was, and I stuck around for a couple weeks. Um, guess who uh, didn't watch NXT last night? This guy, because they made it totally clear to me on Monday that NXT does not matter. Like, you know... Yeah. I, so...
1: Well, Throwback says they mentioned the loss on NXT last night. yeah uh... Which obviously we both didn't want. So, cause, yeah, it just, it really did blow the wind out of my sails on NXT and it made me sad. Yeah. And I think NXT deserves a little bit more love. But yeah, I, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the rating is, if it even mattered. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And like I said, who really, like, it's not going to, like, this, that rating, even if it is a decent number. There's that doesn't really prove anything because it's like, yeah. what's, what's your number a month from now or two months from now? And like with AEW, it's a totally different thing because people get hung up on their ratings, but my thing with AEW is like they've been around for less than two years. Like, they're still trying to like figure out things on the fly and already have a really solid fan base. And it's only going to get bigger and better. Like I'm not concerned about their numbers at all. They could pull 500,000 fans tonight. And I really wouldn't be concerned about it. Like for some people they'd they'd hear 500,000 and they'd be like, this company is dying.
1: It's like (laughs) really in the mud.
0: Yeah. As, as they continue to get more airtime, more shows, more money put into the company by Turner action figure lines everything you think of video games yeah they're they're dying for sure um but but wwe is in a different boat they've been around for you know 30 <laughs> four, well, four longer than that but like like modern day if we would talk kind of like since the wrestlemania era of like what like 1985 give or take it's like yeah you've been around that long at this type of level and like and you're out there getting one and a half million viewers and like happy when you're popping a two rating now when there used to be like 7 million people watching the show on Mondays. Like that's, that's pathetic. So like, so, so yes, they're going to, they'll get some interest right now. They're going to bring back people, but then they're also, see, part of the problem with what they're doing with all this too, with guys like Karrion Cross and Keith Lee and stuff is they're constantly reinforcing to you like NXT doesn't matter if you watch NXT, enjoy it while you can, because that's the last time you're going to see those people that you like successful. Because the second that they wind up on Raw or SmackDown, that's your fate. You are now a jobber, and you're, it did not matter what you had done on this other show this whole time. And then you have this just really cruddy, purgatory-type situation with all this talent that that's like will not go to Raw or SmackDown, probably by their own choice. Like, Gargano, Champa, Cole, O'Reilly, all these guys, like, they're, they've been in NXT forever at this point, point. and, but if I'm them, like, there's no way I want to show up in RS Max, and you just saw what happened to Karrion Cross. imagine what happens to Adam Cole or Johnny Gargano or someone like that, like, that's, you're done, like, you're, you're the next ricochet, like, no one's gonna care, so, like, it's just a, it's, I don't know why the WWE's put themselves in this situation, like, it just doesn't make any sense why they would book so backwards. And then you have the whole thing going on on, on NXT that people have been mentioning with, with Samoa Joe. It's like, okay, so Samoa Joe must have just got cleared to wrestle because it's clear they're setting up him and Carrying Cross. Samoa Joe took the... When I keep talking about the the paths that people can take, that Daniel Bryan can take, Samoa Joe took the WWE cushy life path. Which is fine. But... That's I'm, I'm no longer interested in Samoa Joe because guess what the guy who he is feuding with who he, he returned to this company like he was
1: let go came back such a weird toxic relationship
0: yeah like to get fired then probably have to take less money to come back and then you're probably promised like yeah but when you come back we're gonna give you the NXT championship and you're gonna be carrying cross and he's like oh that sounds really cool like I'll, I'll stick around to do I'll come back to do that. But right before that happens, the dude loses to Jeff Hardy in like two minutes on Raw. So, like, now you being back and you being this guy doesn't mean nearly as much. Not even close.
1: So right. Like, Agreed.
0: Just dumb. The whole thing's dumb. And once again, I love Jeff Hardy. Like, none of this is against Jeff Hardy. Like, I'm always down to see a Jeff Hardy win. And I like Jeff Hardy significantly more than I like Karrion Kross. Like, it's not even close. But booking-wise, it just doesn't make any sense for them to do what they did, unless they're just trying to reaffirm to the fans that NXT just doesn't matter, which I don't know why you would do that when it's your own company. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty baffling, and from the things that I've read, Karen Cross didn't seem too happy about it, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would be. So, that, mm-hmm. that's your future. If you sign with w to B, just know that that could be you next, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah well that's pretty much all i've got um same you know raw hey i'll say i will say this to wrap it up money in the bank i thought it was a fun show like overall wow. i enjoyed it i'm glad i watched it um raw fun show overall i enjoyed it and i'm glad i watched it but they didn't do both anything
1: huh both very true points
0: right but they didn't do anything to make me want to watch raw anymore like, I'll tune back in for SummerSlam and uh we'll go from there. I'll probably watch The Rock for SummerSlam with SummerSlam's good, but like Yeah. You're not you're not pulling me back in with George Menson's Bray Wyatt. I mean that's another thing where it's like
1: Right They've okay. ruined him
0: but they've ruined him so badly, like I don't care about seeing the Fiend anymore. Like who cares? I know. Um, so anyways, um that's sad that, y'all that's probably the last time you hear me talk about WWE for a minute unless something like really cool happens um you know like i always say i'm not telling people not to watch raw like if you like raw watch it but that's that's your show watch it um i know smackdown's been good but they've also got a little bit of competition soon like aw rampage won't be on the same time but like there's a lot of wrestling fans My who are gonna wanna watch hour after hour after hour huh
1: It'll be on right after,
0: won't it? Yes, but I'm just saying like a lot of people aren't going to want to watch like two hours of SmackDown, then an hour of Rampage. Or at least I'm not going to, because that's still watching three hours of wrestling a week, which is kind of the problem with Raw. But I think there's going to be a percentage of the fan base that probably watches like part of SmackDown than all of Rampage or all of SmackDown or none of Rampage or all of Rampage and none of SmackDown. I don't know how it's going to work out. But they also have a lot of uh, like independentwrestling.tv TV does a lot of premieres on Fridays and there's other companies and that run on Fridays now and stuff. So, but I, I, from what I've seen, SmackDown seems like a a solid show. Um, 205 live honestly has been the best in ring show WWE has for like a while. And I actually enjoy it. I watch NXT UK and 205 live consistently. Um, so that's just your, you know, I, I review them for fightful. Like I'm getting paid to watch the shows, but, but it's one of those things where like, they're actually really good wrestling shows. Um, that don't have like any of these issues now granted no one's really watching them in comparison to raw but based on raw's ratings i don't know how many people are really watching raw anymore either so um so yeah anyways that's my thoughts jesse if you want to uh kind of tell people what to do i'll uh get the sponsors pulled up
1: sure i'll try someone's fussy um uh, i want to say thank you so much like throwback oh god she just spit up all over me <laughs>
0: All right. I'll let you do that.
1: I'll, DeAndre, I'll, I'll, she's, good, she's good. I just want to say, um, thank you so much. Uh, throwback, George, Deandre, everybody in the chat. Who am I forgetting? Kogan. Um, everybody Deshaun just- with
0: super chat earlier
1: to finish. Yes. Deshaun, Corey, everybody. Uh, Kenny, all my favorite people. Thank you so much. We love our live chat we want more amazing people like you guys in our chat. So if you could please help us out, if you enjoyed this video, please do consider subscribing to the channel and giving this video a thumbs up. Helps the algorithm out, recommends this video to other like-minded people who watch wrestling stuff on YouTube, and it gets more amazing, cool, like-minded people in the chat. We love our super respectful chat. You guys are great, and um, we appreciate all of you. And so, yeah, please tell your friends, tell your family about us. Um, Like this video, subscribe, get more people in here, because we really, really like y'all.
0: Yes, I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you to everybody who's watched the show. And thank you to our sponsors, starting with Music City Toys and Collectibles. Check out their website, musiccitytoys.biz, and check them out on social media at Music City Toys. They have sales on their website or on their, um, on their Facebook pretty often. They have a retail location, a physical store at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. Uh, so check that out. They have a lot of great stuff. They're really nice people to give you fair business. They have wrestling memorabilia, um, MMA stuff. They have just like baseball and other sports, nerdy stuff that I'm into, like Power Rangers and like comic books and all that. They got everything you think of. Once again, I can't stress it enough. Nice people, fair business. Support them over at Music City Toys on social media. Shout out to WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. Shout out to Hannah Moore, who won another $1,000 on the WrestleRumble. God. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they still have the all-out tickets up for grabs right now. $1 entries, someone's going to win two tickets to all-out. And it also, just for anyone watching, this also includes food and drink at the show. What they're doing is you'll actually sit with the WrestleRumble crew with these tickets, and they're going to cover your food and your drinks at the show. Um so really great deal for $1 you could wind up with two tickets to AEW food and drinks for the show so uh, do that over wrestle rumble get on on that uh that raffle and then the other $1 contest they have right now is for this custom artwork that's got a macho man a rock austin and undertaker all together in like a seinfeld style drawing Really cool stuff. Uh, once again, so th- those are just dollar entries. You can see at the bottom of the screen here, it's as easy as just jumping on the website, clicking what, uh, what entries you want to join in on and maybe win something really cool. They always have a lot of cash, a lot of prizes on the line for their pick contests and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, WrestleRumble is uh, where it's at. Make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. And last but never least, shout out to my brother Brian Jensen. He is a owner at Steel Boxing and Athletics. He helps with All ranges of everything. Like, if you want to just get in better shape, learn self-defense, if you want to compete at an amateur or pro level in any combat sport, if you have any kind of neurological issue like Parkinson's, MS, uh, dystonia, anything along those lines, Brian's 100% certified to help all those things. I mean, like, he can help you from everything, like I mentioned, to wanting to just learn some self-defense and lose a little weight, to literally, like, competing in boxing, kickboxing, MMA, or if you... You know, just want to get some dexterity back. You want to get some flexibility back, Um, range of motion, all that stuff. He can help with all this. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, you can meet him in person at his gym, or he can meet you in person at your business, at at your house, at a park. Like, he'll meet you wherever. And um, he can also help you anywhere in the world online. He does Zoom calls, Skype meetings, and all that stuff. The best way to get in touch with him is to follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message. And along with all of our other sponsors, just tell them that um, me and Jesse sent you their way. I promise you, you get a really, really good deal with whatever you're looking to do. So um, that's everything there. As always, you know, if you can use my code uh, on independentwrestling.tv, it's code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. Um, and that's all one word with no spaces. If you put that in the promo code spot on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv, That helps support the show. And then you can also follow me on um, Twitter here at fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Uh, The next thing I got going on this week is uh, tomorrow night. I'll be doing the Twitch watch along for um, impact wrestling, uh, twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. And then I'll also be doing a, a live chat with Doug Bateman on the RVD keto for life channel. That'll be at 10 PM Eastern right after impact wrestling and then on Monday, I'll be doing a like a Twitch watch-along with my buddy John Mosley, who I do my MMA show with every week. We're just going to jump on Twitch and watch some like classic TNA wrestling from like the early 2000s. Just kick it and have a good time. So uh, jump over to my Twitch channel. Um, since I'm starting to get back on that again, that's uh, twitch.com slash talk underscore. Shoot me a follow over there or subscribe. Whatever you want to do to support the channel. Much appreciated. I'll be on there more often soon. So... And then of course all the stuff I do with Fightful, FightfulFightfulFight Check out the Weekender. Check out all that good stuff. All the post shows and support Fightful as well. Yeah. Um, Jesse, what do you got? I'll get you pulled up here.
1: Obviously, I would like y'all to support the sponsors that Stephen just mentioned. They're super important and vital to our podcast. And shout out to them. Shout out to Stephen too. Thank you, Stephen, for being so awesome. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. That's where you'll see me live tweet tonight. AEW Dynamite. You see me live tweet all the shows. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking doing some memes lately. It's been fun. And, um, yeah, but if you want to talk to me, like, in the DMs, don't DM me on Twitter. Don't try and add me on Instagram or Facebook. You're not going to find me over there adding anybody that I don't know personally. Um, go ahead and go over to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Buckeye. That's the best way other than the podcast here. And the sponsors is that's the only, the other way to uh, support me. So, OnlyFans.com dot com slash Jesse the Bucket. I got some content coming up soon, hopefully. So, really excited to share that with you guys. Sorry if I sound like I'm moving. I'm bumping up and down. <laughs> and <laughs> um,
0: that, uh, pizza, Papa John's.
1: Um. Yeah. So you know, tonight's AEW Dynamite. Maybe you're rushing around. Maybe you don't want to cook tonight, or you know, football season's coming up. You've got all sorts of stuff coming up, and you want to order some pizza, don't want to cook, don't want to waste the time, you just want to sit and watch some games or some wrestling, use my Papa John's Pizza code, Jesse25, J-E-S-S-I-25, for 25% off your entire Papa John's Pizza order. That helps support me, too. You can use it up to 100 times, I think, in the year. So it's there till the end of the year. So you better use it now.
0: Yes, do that. Support. Papa Bless. Get pizza Pop
1: for sure.
0: So I'm uh I'm about to get ready to go hit some golf balls with my dad, then go hit Dave and Buster's for my weekly um pounding Weekend. over there, and then um we'll uh and by pounding I mean I hit this machine over and over and over and over again right in front of these employees, um and then uh, I'm gonna watch some AEW. So I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of my day. Um, Jesse, anything left before we sign off? Uh,
1: nope. I hope everyone enjoys AEW Dynamite tonight. If you're yeah. watching it, if not, I hope you have a wonderful night. So yeah
0: yes for uh Jesse I'm Steven. we'll be back probably might be back as early as Saturday um yeah yeah I can actually do Saturday this this, uh, I think this I can too so hey we're gonna play we'll plan on being here Saturday morning y'all um stay make sure you're subscribed to the channel to get notified make sure you're following both of us on Twitter because uh, we'll always you know keep you in the loop but yeah we'll probably do Saturday sometime early afternoon ish we'll let you know on the time um, later this week just to just to confirm but Um, For Jesse, I'm Steve, and we'll see you this Saturday.